Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome to Field of Geeks episode 173. I'm Josh. I'm Bill. And I'm Megan, damn it. And Megan right now, she's <laughs> going to space with Richard Branson, so we wish her very uh, safe journeys. And this will be cool. This is the first podcast um, as she enters into um, the uh, the abyss of space, if you will. Does that sound good? There we go. I thought I was going to Mars, but I guess space is good. Yeah, or we could, you're wanted by the FBI and they're chasing you on the interstate, whichever you want to go with, it's fine. Uh, no, let's, <laughs> let's leave the FBI out. I don't think I want any running. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mulder and Scully, stand down, stand down. This is going to be a fun show. We got a lot to talk about. So yeah, first off, um, we lost someone huge in the industry and, you know, who's a big presence in our life, at least behind the the camera if you will uh, Richard Donner passed at the age of 91 very sad but lived a long life and made so many cool things that we all still adore to this day so it would be so hard to pinpoint just one favorite film of mine that he's done he's been involved in so many things lethal weapon series of course superman yes. um the omen there's there's been so many th- he even directed three episodes of the uh, tales from the crypt tv series so, I mean, he's just, he's been all over the place and he's, he's directed so many phenomenal things. Um, it's losing him is like losing, you know, Scorsese or Spielberg or who, I mean, you can compare him to just about anybody, but Absolutely. he's done so many great things and directed so many great movies. It's hard to pinpoint just one. He began his career in television. He directed such shows as... Have Gun Will Travel, The Fugitive, Get Smart, The Man from Uncle, uh, The Wild Wild West, Gilligan's Island, and yeah, as Bill said, Tales from the Crypt. He also did some Kojak, so that's pretty badass. Uh, I think that's Telly Savalas, Who Loves You Baby, The Lollipop. I think that is. We're talking Wild Wild West, Will Smith, right? No. No, TV. TV. Oh, okay, never mind. That was a 60s show. Never mind, yeah. Which was much better than the movie we got. Much better. It was like James Bond in the West. It was pretty badass. He directed the classic Twilight Zone episode, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. I just found this out, which starred William Shatner. So, you know, it's about the, the monster on the, mm-hmm. the wing of the plane, and no one no one believes him because the monster always vanishes when he's trying to show everyone. So it's kind of like, uh, I can't remember how it ended, but I think it was interpreted as it could have been him just seeing this thing, or it could have been real. Yeah, they kind of left it a uh, little bit ambiguous. And then um, I think John Lithgow even did one yeah. did a version of that. I don't know. In the Twilight Zone, was... the movie. Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah. 83, I believe. Yeah. And there's actually a fun, funny reference to both of them playing the same. I don't know if it's the same character. It might be different names. But uh, when yeah. Lithgow was on 30 Rock, William Shatner guest starred. And they had a little joke about, you know, oh, we both saw something on a wing of a plane at one time. So it was really, yeah. I need to look that clip up. But yeah, I was like, that's ah, really clever for them to do that. And Lithgow actually yeah. did, I mean, it was, a, I think it was a respectable remake of that episode. Um, I mean, the movie really consisted of 
the classic episodes, I think, redone in a way, modernized, which I wonder if they'll mm-hmm. revisit sometime later. But yeah, uh, Donner also did Maverick, which I like Maverick. I think that's really good. Mill Gibson, uh, Jodie Foster. There's even a funny cameo yeah. of uh, Donald, uh, uh, Danny Glover in it. He had a production company with his wife Lauren, and they together they did uh, they produced Free Willy and the X Men franchise under 20th Century Fox. Mm-hmm. And he actually wanted to be an actor in the beginning, but was encouraged to direct instead. So Jeff Johns was his assistant in the 90s, I guess. And together they recently wrote a story for Action Comics 1000. Kevin Feige worked for him for a period of time. You know, I learned a lot from him. He's quoted saying, um, he made me believe that comic characters could be brought to life on the big screen with heart, humor, humility, and verisimilitude. And then uh, there's actually a funny story. Gene Hackman, who's been retired since, I think, 04, maybe? A long time, let's say. Yeah, that sounds about right. He came out of the woodwork and he said said this about Don. He said, I showed up for the first day of makeup test for Superman with a fine Lex Luthor mustache I'd grown for the role. Dick, wearing his own handsome mustache, told me mine had to go. He bargained to lose his if I did mine. True to his word, he celebrated my last razor stroke by gleefully pulling off the fake whiskers he'd acquired for the occasion. And he said, Dick made it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that clever? That's clever, right? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he said, Dick made it fun, and that's why the films turn out the way that way, too. So, yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. And I've heard that story before on, like, the behind the scenes of Superman, the movie. He gave us our first huge comic book movie, you could say, I think. Yeah. Superman, the movie. Yeah, know? he really did. Because before that well, movie. And that really yeah, that really made uh, Christopher Reeve a, you know, oh, yeah. household name, too. Unknown at the time. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that was just um, a lightning in a bottle, you know, that that film. And um, he got robbed out of directing two. Because uh, I don't know if a lot of people know, they filmed one and two back to back, but they were running out of money. Mm-hmm. So they had to, they had to uh, pretty much stop doing two and focus on finishing the first one, you know, uh, post-production stuff. And then he just wasn't asked back after the time. Uh, the Salkinds were producers of the film, and I don't think they got along too well. So, yeah, they just didn't ask mm-hmm. Donner to come back. And, of course, they used some of his footage and kind of Frankenstein did a little bit like uh, Justice League, you could say, with Joss Whedon and yeah. Zack Snyder's uh, conflicting visions, if you will. But a lot of people love two. And Donner's cut of two was released maybe oh, 10 years ago or so. It's actually yeah. worth checking out. I don't know if you've seen it. It's very worth checking out. Yeah, I think compare like comparing the two, it's it's night and day difference for me. Yes, um, you know, so I, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Well, spoiler, like that whole Paris scene is gone from his cut. It's totally gone. Yeah, the buffoons robbing or whatever the hell they were doing. That's the thing. Uh, Richard Lester, I believe, was the director they brought on, and I think he did three as well. But he was more humor, uh, humorous director. Which is what Donner was trying to avoid with his Superman, because there was a lot of ideas that he just, he was like, absolutely not. The Richard Donner cut is definitely worth it. It's not perfect because they had to use some screen tests, so there's some jarring scenes where they do not look the same. Like, you know, Clark's got different glasses and a different look, and it just looks different. But, you know, they had, that's all they had to do, or it's all they had available to complete it those films suffered after he was gone. You know, two was 
two was helpful because it was some of his involvement and you had, you know, General Zod and everybody. But after that, it just yeah. got, just became weak. It just, there was no, no longer heart, I guess you could say in it, it seemed, you know, it was just another movie to make some money off of. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Like yeah. after two, they, they very much went like a campy route with it. With yes. Richard Pryor and. Yes, but uh, you know, Nuclear Man and all. Oh that yeah, stuff. four like, was just so kind of, bad. Yeah, it's just it's fell from grace, that, man. It's you know, I was look. I always look at the uh, Superman movies kind of like I did the Batman movies, like the mm-hmm. early ones. You know, with Tim Burton and everything like that. Like one and two are good. After that, you can you can take it or leave it. I mean, right? You can watch. Minus anything, you're not going to miss out by seeing it or not seeing it. But yes. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they pretty much followed the same path. It was not, I mean, it it definitely like took a swerve to sell toys and to market to kids kind (laughs) of thing. Yeah. I mean, the lethal weapon franchise classic. I was hoping, not necessarily hoping, but there was word they were going to make a lethal weapon five and Donner was possibly going to direct. And uh, I don't know if that's going to happen now or if it was even going to happen. It just seems kind of ridiculous. You know, they're, pretty much late 70s yeah. 80s and it's like i don't think they'd still be cops <laughs> you know i think uh well, maybe a donut shop gets held up or something i don't know they're even talking about doing a goonie uh second goonies movie yeah and that's you know now that's um lethal weapon 5 and goonies 2 are very very unlikely without donner's involvement so which i'm fine with i mean goonies as a you know standalone movie is perfectly fine sure sure like we don't we don't need the you know 30 years later treatment like we're getting with a lot of these older franchises but right right yeah i think uh of out of those two because lethal weapon got explored more goonies i think they could revisit it i just i don't think they should remake it i think they should honor what he set up and kind of do what brian singer did but successfully you know when singer did his superman returns he was honoring Donner's take on Superman trying to yeah. have a movie set it's like it was a love letter to his Superman film films if you will so I think whoever yeah. does Goonies next should honor that and you know I I would do the sons of the Goonies or something like or the kids I'm sorry the kids yeah. of the Goonies yeah I mean I would like to see you know maybe not even a full-fledged movie but like yeah. a Goonies reunion kind of thing. Like a show. You know? They could do a miniseries. That would be, I think that would be perfect. Yeah. That sounds great to me. Absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. Should. And I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those actors like went on to be pretty big, you know, Josh Brolin, of course, yes. is Thanos now. I mean, he's, you know, he really skyrocketed his career. Um, Sean Astin. Yep. Um, had a lot of success with like the Lord of the Rings movies with stranger things, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So, Yes, and a lot of those a lot of those actors in it were super young when they when they filmed the Goonies. So it, it'd be kind of neat to see like a like a reunion special, like maybe a one off kind of thing, you know, like they did yeah. with the Friends reunion. But yeah, there was a lot of traction I think about ten years ago or less, I yeah. guess. But it just kind of yeah. it never happened. I don't know how how close they got to doing it. I mean, it, the good thing is most of those it's, actors are not huge anymore so they probably wouldn't be as expensive to bring on so you know you would think um yeah you'd think they could have got something together but who knows what happened behind the scenes you know seemed like there was a lot of uh yeah wanting for it to happen by fans you know i I was at a a con event sean astin was there 
and he was mm-hmm. we were in there in his uh, convention hall or whatever you call it uh yeah when he brought that up everyone was just like pumped like yes let's do it and i thought for sure we'd get something but not yet but maybe maybe donner's death will help push it into production maybe you know sadly they might try to capitalize on people's love for donner and in a good way we'll get a goonies out of it if it's done right but we'll see i mean that's the only thing i see them doing more of that's the caveat that's the caveat though if it's done right yeah i mean absolutely it it would almost have to be handled like by his estate or somebody who's very close to donner who knows like his the ins and outs of his style Mm -hmm. you know and not make it just some like super fantastical cash grab kind of thing right yeah perhaps his wife or i don't know i mean he's had understudies hell kevin feige man he could uh he worked for him you know i think he could do something i mean if yeah. if and when um <laughs> he jumps ship from disney to another studio because obviously uh goonies i think is owned by warner brothers so yeah I don't yeah it'd be a little difficult to have his involvement probably but but it would be cool for him to he could do it he would know i think yeah. he'd hire the right people so yeah that's yeah. um super sad huge career big legacy that would be like Maybe segueing into our recommendations or whatever. Absolutely. Um, I would, yes. I would say go to his IMDb page and literally pick any movie of his that you haven't seen and watch it. Yes. And you'll love it. Absolutely. Yep. He did a lot of like kind of documentary kind of things too. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff on there. Like if you like going back and watching classic TV shows, he mm-hmm. did six episodes of uh, the Twilight Zone. I'm sure you can find those just about anywhere. Um, oh, sure. He did Kojak. He did, you know, Streets of San Francisco, Canon, oh, yeah. Bold Ones. He did all kinds of stuff. Yep. So, literally, you know, go to his IMDb page, scroll down randomly, pick something you haven't seen, and watch it. Do that, everybody. After you listen to this, of course. <laughs> but yeah, after, after, go do it. <laughs> after you like, follow, subscribe. <laughs> we also, yes, thank you. Thank you. We also did um, years ago. It's like our first year doing the show, uh, or starting this network, if you will. Uh, we did a, a commentary for Superman the Movie and Superman 2. So those are out there for yeah, anyone see, to listen to. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna suggest that. Maybe like if you if we haven't done you know, if Field of Geeks hasn't done like an at the movies for one of his movies like Superman or something like that, it might be kind of a cool way to honor him. Well, we can still do the Donner cut. We didn't do that. We did the Lester Superman too, so we could definitely yeah. do the Donner cut, and of course, Lethal Weapon would be great to do. I think, and mm-hmm. who knows, a Goonies there's, that'd I, be fun. There's so oh man, it, it would. I don't know, like it would take forever to like just scroll through his yes, you know, list of accolades and like pick one that would be like just epic to cover. I mean, there's so many of them. But I, I was just shocked how old he was. It just didn't it didn't seem. I was like, man, he's ninety one. He, like, wow. He was one of those guys that you just kind of thought in the back of your mind would live forever. Right. He's always there. You know what yep. I mean? Kind of like Stanley and you know those guys. Right. Like you just kind of thought they would be around forever, and you never really thought about how old they were. I guess it's true. Uh, William Shatner himself just turned ninety, so I guess it gives us hope, oh, right, God. that we might live that yeah. long. But Shatner's. Shatner's unique, though. I think he stays active and like he does like the convention circuit, 
So, and he rides horses. So I don't know if that's the, the key to staying alive longer or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like William, William Shatner, especially like, he's like the Ric Flair of acting. Like you'd have to pull him away. <laughs> right. You know, you have probably. to like literally force him away to get him to stop doing it. Right. I mean, like, he's a going to conventions and stuff like that. Like he's, he's, he's so active. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, he especially just loves talking to fans and stuff like that. So I don't, and he still he's sounds the same. Yeah. You, yeah. He doesn't exactly. have that old man voice, like you know, where you lose it. He's not like slowing down anytime soon, which is odd. I mean, you look at the guy, he looks like he lives on a diet at McDonald's and diet Coke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right I know. Uh, I know it's a shame they killed off Captain Kirk because he's wanted to come back somehow, but it's like, how do you get around that? You know? <laughs> well, and it's yeah. a shame. And he was. He, he was even kind of uh, not really upset, but yeah, he was kind of annoyed that like they had old Spock in the new Star Trek movie, right? And then just like kind of swept him under the rug because it's bit, it's but. the Hollywood thought. Like I know I died in that other film, just bring me back, you know? It's just <laughs> people yeah. are gonna buy it. <laughs> I know even Leonard Nimoy was like that was not the way for jim kirk to go out. no nimoy you know hated I mean? that film actually he he actually was yeah. asked to be in it and he turned it down he didn't like the script i think he was even asked oh. to direct it we could get into that whole debate with star trek like the even numbered movies yes uh, yes well better than the odd numbered movies but that also where i'd like to plug we also do star trek mission reports need to dust it off it's been a while but love to have you on bill and we could talk about a yeah. lot of cool things of course steve if and when he's available, he's a very busy guy, you know, um, making the big bucks, all that jazz. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, check out our uh, YouTube channel, Facebook page. Uh, we're everywhere, and of course, Bill Five One Five Gaming. Yes, wish Steve was on here to give me another soundbite, but that's all right. It's okay. Uh, you know I'll what? I can pull it from the other show and throw it in there. No, that's that's all right. <laughs> I do like that um, soundbite though. That's that's awesome. That gets you really amped. I do. I do. We uh we got a whole one new subscriber, so it must be doing something right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and they can find uh, you on YouTube, Facebook, pretty much anywhere as well. Primarily on YouTube. Um, I do have a Discord server. Got a Facebook page. Um, basically, if you go to any of my videos, you know, look in the description. It'll give you links to everything. Not on Twitter anymore, though. I kind of decided put the kibosh on that i was just getting tired of all the negativity Twitter. on there not directed at me per se but right yeah but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's just it, it's just as it, it's a cesspool it really is i've i've and tried it, it's so easy to like see it and to mm-hmm. see that stuff and to like get drawn into it and it just totally affects your mood right and i just i don't like that i like to keep it positive you know no i got you that's what that's one of the problems when everyone has a voice if you will <laughs> they're not all uh thoughtful and <laughs> precise yeah. i guess they're just like blah <laughs> yeah but yeah i also like to recommend this is a movie i've been wanting to see for a long time and i finally just decided to watch it the new mutants it was on hbo max and i was intrigued to see this film it looked very dark from the first trailer mm-hmm. this came out or the trailer came out i think it was right after the or during the phoenix time it was basically on at the time where Fox was fading out to Disney. So it was up in the air, like what the hell was going to happen? And there was a lot of rumors and 
possibly truth that they reshot a lot of the new new mutants to make it more PG-13. I gotta say, I like the film. I'm not saying it's great, but it's a simple story, if you will. A good cast. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty decent. I don't know if we talked about this on a previous episode or not, but wasn't it like the the guy who like created the New Mutants comic, like as soon as the movie came out, just like totally bombed it. He was like, it's not at all in line with my vision or right. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely, um, it's not as grand, I guess it's kind of just kind of this, this Institute they're in, but I think it kind of set up possibilities of going further. It's just, I think it was a low budget film and I, I, I get where they're trying to yeah. to do what they're trying to do. Um, the special effects look pretty decent. I didn't really think um, they were terrible or anything. Uh, there was a few shots mm-hmm. I was wondering if they were reshoots because they were very um, hammy with telling you what was happening versus I think they yeah. were just trying to make this film its own thing and you ha- you know interpret I guess what's happening in a way. The original trailer was very interesting to me, and it looks scary as hell. Uh, the finished product mm-hmm. is not scary to me. I scare pretty easily. There was really no scene yeah. in this film that was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, see that—that's the thing that I heard, and I have—I have yet to see it. But mm-hmm. um, that's one of the main things that I've heard is that, like, if you go into it expecting what you see in the trailer, you're going to be disappointed. Yes, is that pretty accurate? Okay. Yeah, the initial—the initial trailer. Yeah. The first trailer we ever saw, yeah, you, yeah, I think which, you will be. But it's not... I don't know. I mean, you can't judge an entire movie based on a trailer. No, because trailers, if in, yeah. If the trailer is set up like kind of a, you know, feel for the movie and you go to see it and it's just this campy bullshit, then yeah. it, it's you kind of are like, okay, I came in here expecting something kind of dark, but... Right. Okay. Trailers, you know, on their own are their own thing, really, because, you know, that movie, oh, yeah. movies are really hard to recapture what your your thoughts and feelings were. Like Suicide yeah. Squad, the original Suicide Squad trailer, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I, yeah. I loved the music they used. It was just, yeah. it just got my hopes up, like, this is going to be awesome. And, mm-hmm. wow, not awesome much at all. Uh, <laughs> didn't hate yeah. the film, but it just not, it was not... And I don't think, um, you know, it wasn't what David Ayer wanted the director. He got robbed. Mm -hmm. So that's another cut I wish we could get, like Snyder got his. But we'll see. Maybe someday we'll have to, maybe they'll have to go fund it or something. I don't know. Crowdfund it. Yeah. So New Mutants, I I recommend you checking it out. I think you'll like it, Bill, on on its own, like, merits, I guess. Like, if you take it out of the, Mm -hmm. if you're not a huge fan of the comic let's say i don't think you'll be let down as much but if you are yeah you're probably not going to be happy like really yeah. this is it I, i'm not familiar with the comic i kind of i'm get not either i never premise. really got big into the comics so right um i got more into like the main x-men series and then they started branching off into like hundreds of different <laughs> right you no know, yeah that's where my love is like it's so hard to keep up with but. yeah the x-men series is where uh, the main cast is what i like or what i know let's say any other things you've checked out recently or want to recommend before we move on to news? You could just check out uh, the Witcher trailer <laughs> if you haven't checked it out. And you're not watching it 15 times a day, then we can't be friends because I don't know why anybody would like it. <laughs> Megan has analyzed you, uh, this trailer. 
did you um, watch all the WitcherCon stuff that came out, Megan? I, I didn't. I okay. just watched the trailer. She's not I that crazy. Watch, I had, <laughs> well, I made the mistake. I had watched a couple of things that, that had come out that were Witcher-related, but then Joey told me that it was all fan-made stuff, so whatever. It, it's A lot of that's done so well, it's really hard anymore to tell sometimes. Like, is. is this real or so fake? Cool. Well, and Bill, you would probably know, but... Um, we only have, I've only ever played, and I shouldn't even say I played, it was my husband that played the, the game, and I can't remember which one we have, but I did notice that, so they go back to, um, this is probably completely irrelevant, but they go back to where um, he was raised, and that's in one of the games, like that's yeah. the start of the game that we played. I think, don't quote me on that, but I think that's Witcher 3. Maybe. If I'm not mistaken. How many but, games are there? I, I think the third one's the most recent. Okay. I think there there's another one in development, but it's kind of, I don't know, up in the air, I think. It's one of those things with, like, fr- it seems to be, like, with all the franchises lately, like The Witcher, Uncharted, you know, Fallout, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's, like, so many things, like, oh, should we make it exclusive to this console or that console? Should we get this team involved or that team involved? It's, like, <laughs> just keep the old team involved and just keep it the way it is that's what the fans want but right anyway yeah i, I hear you no i'm still i'm still salty about days gone not getting a fucking <laughs> sequel you need to do a rant cast about just that <laughs> i do that that's actually one that's actually a video i've been wanting to do for a while but do it like, yeah it's kind of like you know i've been so busy editing on other stuff of course and it's like now if i, if I put it out now it's like okay this is two months old but then again <laughs> i don't know might still do it. Just be like, oh, I've been meaning to do this for a while. Yeah, there you go. That'd be great. Yeah, Witcher looks good. I I, I still haven't seen the first season all the way through, let alone the it's first wor- episode. I don't hate what I saw. I just, it just, I was tired when I watched it, but it looked like it yeah. was well produced and made and all that. It's very bingeable. Sweet. I, I think it's, it's one of those ones you could, you could get into it, not intending to binge it, but you're going to watch the entire series in one go and then be like, I want more. That's what happened to me. That is yeah. exactly what happened to me. I didn't, you know, I turned it on and I thought, okay, well, I'll give this, give this a go. Cause it's kind of in my realm of fantasy. Like that's the stuff I like. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go in thinking that I would like it. And I just all night, all night long, just yeah. one right after the other. I couldn't stop. <laughs> There's so many things that they try to bring to Netflix that just don't work out. Like a lot of the like live action anime movies and stuff like that. But this is definitely one that worked out and, you know, can't get enough of Henry. He's a great actor. Yeah. So. Lovely pecs. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't care for. Oh, did I say that out loud? Ballpark. Shit. <laughs> Are you talking about the bathtub scene? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, people made such a huge deal out of it, but it wasn't really. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. It, have wasn't it like a milky it. bathtub or some shit? No. Like um, AE poured some product in there. <laughs> I, I I'm pretty sure AE didn't. <laughs> Party dip. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, what? No, what's was... AE? It's our local. Uh, dairy it's not like it's not like game of thrones level of lewdness where it's just like hey boobies just because you know <laughs> yeah. um it, it is like tastefully done but yeah people like kind of lost their shit over it They're like oh my god I'm like 
Okay, it's just a dude in a bathtub. <laughs> he sold a lot of bathtubs during that time. Yeah, he sold a lot of clawfoot bathtubs that aren't connected whatsoever to plumbing. <laughs> Fabio's like, I could have done that. <laughs> that's a that's a deep pull, right? <laughs> Hey, you know, bathtub streamers are, are getting, you know, a big push on Twitch. Maybe I'll go buy a call for a bathtub and just set it in the middle of my living room. Oh, my God. Call it good. I think it's his voice. Like, they do something in the editing room, you know, with his dialogue. It gives him more of a bass. Oh, yes. really? Oh, probably. That, yeah, he's, got a very, he's got a very booming voice. Not like, not like Kratos level of booming, but like. It's still deepened a little bit, I think. I mean, it, it does. It works. I mean, it. You know, the character has a very booming voice in the games, so. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, he could do that. He's a great actor. I think he's. I don't know. If, I don't know if you say he's underrated. I think everyone pretty much feels he's a good actor, and it's it's stupid mm-hmm. they don't utilize him enough for Superman. Maybe they will. Who knows? But I did like him from. Um, the Man from Uncle. That's a great movie. I think he he was in that. And oh yeah, awesome job. Played American in that one. Um, oh, Mission Impossible too. That was a good one. Well, he was amazing in that. Mustache. You know, not everyone can rock a mustache yeah. anymore in our day and age. Oh yeah, they probably are well, coming the back. The fact that he just the fact that he just grew it himself too. It's like boom, here it is. Yeah. He probably he probably just woke up in the morning and just like concentrated really hard and was like. <laughs> Testosterone just flowed to his upper lip. Veins popping out. Like Hulk there it is. Grew, must, grew an epic mustache. Oh, I admire people who can just grow a beard like in a day or something. I, I certainly fucking can't. I can't. Oh it takes God. me like two weeks maybe. And But I know people are like, yeah, I just shaved today. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. All right. Well, we'll get in some news then. Um, apparently, we're getting the another RoboCop game. Yes, uh, RoboCop Rogue City. Um, so it's set to launch in 2023. There's not a lot of information on it. Um, the thing that makes me nervous about it is that it's such a huge franchise um, to do it justice, and it's supposed to kind of take place within the same universe as the last uh, as the movies. Oh. Um, so you know, OCP is going to be in it, and you know, it's going to be kind of centered around that. But uh, it's by um Taeon, who previously worked on terminator resistance in january of 2020 um they recently re- released an enhanced ps5 version of it in april um mgm is going to be involved in it as well so that should be good um usually when the production company for the movies gets involved it um uh, tends to make the the dev team work a little harder good so good that should be good RoboCop hasn't had many great games, though. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, anything that, I mean, aside from the uh, the arcade game that came out, and I think they ported it to, like, uh, I don't think it was ported to Super Nintendo or something like that. But I had the RoboCop versus Terminator game for Super NES. I enjoyed it. It yeah, probably was, is not as good as I fun. remember it. Yeah. I just remember. Um, I just remember it was funny to see him go up laterally fast because he never moved that quick in the films. You know, I mean the the most recent RoboCop game was in 2003 for the PS2 and Xbox and PC. I think it was just completely bombed. It was such Ooh. a shitty game. Did you ever play um, it? I did. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't. I never bought it, but I played it at a friend's house. It was kind of meh. Ugh. But um, I don't know. the The only thing that makes me nervous about the trailer the trailer looks really good, but there's no gameplay right footage yet. Yep. So just a teaser that that makes me a little you know apprehensive. But I don't know. I think once we, I'll kind of reserve my judgment until we get some gameplay footage. But uh, more than likely, it's going to be like a a next gen console release, probably for you know um ps5 and xbox right. series x and stuff like that so well it's not it's not um, a game people don't want you know i think everyone wants a, an awesome robocop game yeah it's just let's just get the awesome part right you know the the mortal combat well, man they got that right it seemed the graphics anyway with him like i know it's mortal combat but just to see him yeah. fighting like that was pretty badass and the effects look pretty good to me well and, and if you haven't um if you haven't played terminator resistance um it's it's still a pretty good game mm-hmm. and uh i mean for a terminator game like it's it's one of those things like the the 80s franchises have never had great games come out about them but like now that you know we've got all this new technology and stuff like that they can do so much more with the characters mm-hmm. and but I'm, what i'm really hoping with this is that they're going to make it kind of like a um kind of like they did with like arkham the arkham series for batman that would be can, cool you know, you can be on foot patrolling and stuff like that, or you can get in your car and drive around. There's probably going to be, I, I would say that if they like made it kind of an open world game, it would be good. Um, I don't know that they're going to, that's, you know, they have, yeah. they have literally released no information on what to expect with this. If it's going to be third person, first person, what it's going to be. But yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's done right, I'll play it. Can you just you imagine know? if it had like a GTA engine, like you could patrol the streets arrest people as robocop take on missions yeah. uh all kinds of stuff you could do it, it would be so awesome i just and you could revisit i think that would be it would it does make me um feel pretty good that they're you know utilizing the same universe as the movies yeah i like that. so maybe maybe we'll get like some easter eggs in here like you'll you know you'll go to like a warehouse and you'll see like a decommissioned ed 209 or whatever yes but uh, I don't know. It seems like from the trailer and stuff I've seen of it so far, like that OCP still has like a grip on the city. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. As long as, as long as we don't have like cyborg ninjas coming after Robocop. Oh man! Any of that shit. The only thing they need to take from three is that jetpack. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean that that would be like a unique way to kind of get around the city and stuff like that. But that's what got me um, interested in that film. That was the best scene in the whole movie was him on that jetpack, even though it was not the best special effects. But man, that was so yeah. cool. I was like, oh, that's a nice accessory. I like it. Who the hell is this guy playing Robocop? <laughs> it's not Peter Weller. What the fuck? I, yeah. Um, I think if they, it would be nice if they um got Peter Weller to do the voice acting for yes. it. It'd be nice if they uh if they did it like kind of an open world, like the Arkham series, um, you know, it, there's so many good things they can do with this. And plus like there's a new unreal engine coming out that they could probably utilize for this as well. Really? So, yeah. Um, I don't think it's quite developed yet, but they're hoping to have it for like, they want to use it for like, you know, the uh the next gen consoles and stuff like that but um what's uh what's the take on it like what's the uh how's it run or any anything you know about um, the new engine they're talking about there there's not much i know about it yet but sure. everything like 
almost every game you pick up now has you know unreal engine 4 on it and i think it's unreal engine 5 that's coming out cool um but yeah really you can i mean there's there's people that have done just amazing things with the current unreal engine there's even um there's even like fan-made games that they've used with the engine where they um they recreate like zelda the classic zelda games with it Mm. it just looks amazing it runs great um yeah i think i think the only way to do it is an open world game where you have different challenges different missions you got to go on of course there's probably going to be like you know the main story missions and then like side quests you can do and right probably like things to collect and whatever but i'll be excited to see like what you know as we get more information on it it'll be nice but so like uh, the terminator game they did was that just like mission after mission um i yeah i think so because they also did a rambo uh, the video game too i think yeah i don't know i'm kind of pulling up some more information on terminator resistance here i'm but, just curious like it probably um, will be more of that unfortunately unless it's open world I'm yeah because it's got to be a fortune right to have an open world game like it would be amazing i think but it, i'm <laughs> it takes yeah it it takes a lot a lot of um well you know a lot of disk space it takes a lot of right processing time and stuff like that to do an open world but if you can do it the right way you know like they do with games like gta and far cry and stuff like that where you just have a massive open world and you can go anywhere literally without loading times Mm -hmm. that'd be cool you know yeah um that would be probably the way to do it but I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens when it comes out. Hopefully, they don't just completely shit the bed with it. But, yeah, I yeah, I hope um, it's good, man. I, I just feel uh, we just need a good RoboCop game that make it worth the wait. I guess it's been a while. So yeah, like you said, O two maybe, or you could count the Mortal Kombat, I guess, in a way. But that's not really. <laughs> but it's still cool to play as that character. I think what uh, what really worked for Mortal Kombat is that they got in. They actually got like the actors that played yes. the characters that they brought in. Right. Like they got Peter Weller, they got Sylvester Stallone, they got, you know, um God, I can't think of the guy's name that does spawn now. But Oh, Michael um, or Michael J. White? Is that right? No, it wasn't it wasn't him. It was the uh the one from uh HBO the uh, HBO series. Oh, I gotcha. I can't think of his name. Oh yeah, I head, think but... uh, Keith Davidson? Was Keith that? David. Yeah, Keith yep. David, that's it. Yeah, not Davidson. Um, <laughs> not Davidson. <laughs> Whoops. As, as long as they do it like justice or if they get somebody that can sound enough like Peter Weller mm-hmm. to do it, then, you know, as long as it's not like Robocop pulls up, he's like, well, let's pull over, you know. <laughs> it's I guess very robotic. Really stupid ass, <laughs> it has some stupid ass like voice acting for it. But, right. Um, I don't know. It's It's such a, I think, underrated franchise. And the, yeah. we don't need to talk about the 2014 movie because that sucks. I, there's but, aspects um, of that I liked. I think maybe if that was like the son yeah. of RoboCop, if you will, maybe it would have been more acceptable. I did, I did as appreciate a, some of it, but yeah, I know as a standalone, as a standalone movie, not looking at the previous franchise or the trilogy mm. that came before it, it's it's good. I, I think but, it's interesting the concept. He's more of an amputee in that version versus. Yeah. It's not as harsh. I mean, it's still harsh, but it's not as harsh because he was able to like be, regain his humanity, if you will, in the remake more. I think. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it's more of a love letter to RoboCop than it is anything. Right, like it should but, maybe been its own thing, not RoboCop. Just because, yeah, I know they they redid the music, uh, reused the music, if you will, and it just did not match with what they were doing. The cast was huge, man. It was Michael Keaton, Samuel Jackson, Gary Oldman. Um, I, yeah. I did admire what it was trying to do, but yeah, it's like you should not remake. You could add to the universe, you know. This could be Detroit years later, but yeah, that one's difficult for me. Like, I, I don't hate it, but I don't really accept mm-hmm. it as like this is RoboCop. You know, it's like no, the original is always going to be that for me. You know, but yeah, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, I look forward to it. I hope I hope they make a decent game. You know. Should we move on to trailers then? Sure. Awesome. All right. Well, this came out of nowhere, to me anyway. Uh, Val, which is a documentary about Val Kilmer. Uh, Apparently, he he had a video camera on his sets over his, like, 40-year career. So we got all this Mm never-before-seen footage. It's really touching and entertaining for me. You know, for me, it was when I watched the trailer. Like, wow, you get to see a lot of these actors he worked with young. You know, like, there's... Scenes of him from like Top Gun, just goofing off and stuff yeah. between takes, and I really yeah. got a kick out of that. And then, of course, it focuses on his um, later on his throat cancer he had, and he's recovering. And unfortunately, his voice is pretty shot, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. a you know I know we're maybe on a trend here with love letters, if you will, but it's like a love letter to his career, and just uh, yeah. I guess appreciating what he did. Uh, he still is acting, but of course he's mostly dubbed anymore. He's actually going to be in Top Gun Maverick, which uh, comes mm-hmm. out in November. So I'm excited to see. I don't know if they'll work in uh, Iceman having cancer mm-hmm. or not. There might not be time to go that dark. I don't know, but just to explain why he uh, can't talk, or if they try to dub him, I don't know. But aside from that, though, I mean this. This looks like a great documentary. I I'd love to see it, and um, it does. Yeah, I I always have dug him as an actor. He's a very committed actor, and I've, you know, I've heard he's difficult to work with. So you know, who knows how much of that is true? Uh, Hollywood, there's so many egos at play. But yeah, if you're creating something and trying to bring something to the role, of course you're probably going to have some tensions there. You know, not everyone's going to understand your process, if you will. Um, I thought yeah. he was a decent Batman. I did too. Yeah, I didn't um, really have a problem with his Batman. And he didn't come back because he didn't get along with uh, Schumacher. So I think he would have helped Batman and Robin, but maybe he also read the script. He was like, no. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, well, and, and he's had such a storied career too. Like yes. Before, um, you know, like Heat um, was a good movie that he was in. Um, what was it the Western he was in? Oh. Unforgiven? No, no, it was uh, Tombstone. Tombstone. That's Tombstone, actually that's Steve's it. favorite Sorry. movie, I think, or one of his favorite films. Yeah, Doc Holliday, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. Should have got an Oscar he did for an that. amazing Doc Holliday. He did. Um, I think it'll be good. You know, I, I kind of grew up with Val Kilmer, and I was I always enjoyed his acting. So it'll it'll be good to see, like, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and yeah, things I, like that. Get a kick out of seeing a lot of that. I wonder if Cruz is in any of the footage or if he okayed it. Who knows? <laughs> He's probably like, take that out. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. I didn't I never knew he had a he brought a video camera to set. That's pretty badass. Very talented actor. And 
he played Mark Twain a lot on stage, so there's some of that they show and his family life and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, Iceman yeah. was my first introduction. Top Gun, obviously. To yeah, him. that was mine too. Yeah, and yeah, he you know he didn't always make the best movies, but I think he 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 is uh, his acting, his performances were always worth seeing in those films. Yeah, I'd say he always made he always made the best out of what he was given. Right, you're right, and, and I don't think that's I think that's kind of rare. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's there's people that they'll just act for the paycheck. I think he kind of did that to like try and stay relevant, but at the same time, he always he always seemed to pour himself into every role he was given, even if it was a smaller budget role. You right, know, he, it didn't matter to him. He still gave it 110. percent So he always seemed to hover into the peak range of his career, right? to me but it just yeah, never got yeah. there it never quite reached it, but it was close yeah it always it always seemed like you know you, you saw him in a movie and like uh you know tombstone for example would be like oh man this is gonna just boost his career he's gonna have offers coming out of left and right and then he just kind of disappeared right you know yeah. and I, I don't know i think maybe that was more so him being choosy about what he acted in right um yep because he, you know, I, I don't think if he, if he saw us like, kind of like with Batman and Robin, like if he saw a script that he just was like, meh about, then he didn't put himself into that. Exactly. Position, you know? It wasn't really he in for the paycheck much. He wanted something that could, you know, really show him or really, uh, I guess, speak to his acting background. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of, like you said, he did a lot of stage work and stuff like that too. And I think, uh, People who have like the stage background kind of tend to be a little choosier about their roles. Yep. You know what? He probably did peak actually when he did the doors. That might have been the peak when he played oh, Jim he Morrison. Was, he was amazing in the doors. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't remember that, but I think at the time that was kind of a phenomenon. I think it kind of uh, brought them back into the limelight a little mm. bit. And yeah, his performance—he totally channeled Jim Morrison. It was just uncanny so and he might have got an oscar nomination i should have looked that up but i'm not sure yeah i look forward to the documentary Uh, how about you megan i don't know that you know had i had i not you know done the done the research for the show i don't know that that's something that i would have gone out of my way to find or even looked Mm -hmm. at because i was never a big fan but um after seeing that i definitely i agree with those sentiments it's super heartfelt i mean um, and Kevin Bacon, there's a shot of him in there, and I like that because I was a huge Kevin Bacon fan growing up, believe it or not. I'm still kind of am. Right, sure. So, uh, <laughs> That's so crazy what? to see him young again, you know, all of them, all those actors. Oh, my God. I, right? I looked at that shot, and I thought, oh, wow. Yeah, they're like uh, in their 20s. So yeah, I definitely think I'll give it, a, give it a go. So, yeah, moving on, the many saints of Newark. Uh, I don't know if you were a big Sopranos fan. I, I pretty much was. Um I didn't really get into it too much. Yeah. Um, so I think like right around the time, like the series was ending, I was like, Oh, maybe I should go back and check this out. And then like, I heard that the ending of the series was really, really disappointing. Yeah. Like, it was kind of cut off. And I was like, well, I hate, I hate cliffhanger endings like that. <laughs> and then, you know, getting, it's like all this build up for zero payoff. So I don't know. I'm, <laughs> If I if I do end up going back and watching Sopranos, I'll probably give it a go. But um, just I don't know. I wasn't like a big fan of Sopranos, so this trailer didn't really do much for me. But right, 
Yeah, I, I could get that. Yeah, I uh, I had HBO at the time, which I know a lot of people didn't. So that's how you would see it. Of course, it's yeah. I don't know if it's been available on Netflix or anything like that before, but I have HBO Max, so it's all there. But yeah, I got into. Uh, I didn't really start from the beginning. I just, uh, wherever they were at, that's kind of where I entered. And I don't remember all of the characters. It was very entertaining, mm -hmm. though. It was like a Goodfellas, but it was a television series. So um, yeah, it had that premise, like Analyze This had, where you know a mob boss goes to see a shrink. So it was mm -hmm. very similar at the time. Like both those, yeah, like I think Analyze This was 98 maybe when it came out. And then I think The Sopranos came out in 99. So it was like so damn close. That idea was so fresh. And it was intriguing because yeah. you'd never seen something like that before. But yeah, this series, of course, capitalized on the deaths you saw. And I will watch them on YouTube, like the best of the clips and all that stuff. Uh, it's oddly entertaining, you know. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> like when you watch horror films. It's just like, oh, that was a good kill. <laughs> but yeah. the humor is really good. The, you know, the banter, the back and forth. I mean, they're not great people. It's not... It's yeah, not one of those shows, you know. There's really no good guy yeah. in there, and if there is, they you're, they're usually taken out. So, um, but well, and and one of the things that I can't stand that 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 happens sometimes when you have a beloved series like this one, mm -hmm. um, and then they go and try to do like a spinoff or a prequel or something like that, it just doesn't really hit the mark yeah. like the original series did. Right, um, kind of like. Like I was a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy, and then you know Mayans MC. I tried getting into that, and I was like, uh, not really, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, kind of like with Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, you know, I I'm not a huge fan of Better Call Saul, but oh, you're like not. Breaking Bad's one. Of, yeah, Breaking Bad's like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. But it does seem to be as successful to me anyway as Frasier was. Yeah, compared to Cheers. Um, you know, coming from Cheers, if you will. Like, yeah. But not, I get, yeah. not always going to have Which, every fan on board. I don't know. I mean, it's, if you're a fan of Sopranos, you'll probably eat it up. But I, like I said, I've never gotten big into Sopranos, so I didn't I really think, do much for me, but. Of course, yeah. Yeah, like on its own, are you interested, you think? Or is it just something you'll watch? I think, I think on out? its own, like I, lo I love mobster movies, especially when they go back to like, you know, the sixties and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's kind of cool to, yeah. you know, like, piece, oh, you don't yeah. have, um, you don't have a million people view, you know, that can whip out their cell phones and take a photo <laughs> right. video of you and put it on TikTok or whatever. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, I, I kind of do like period piece kind of things like that. So yeah. it looks like, good. You know, I might give it a go. If I, if I am able to go back and watch the Sopranos before I see it, cause I feel like if I just, jumped into this without knowing the Sopranos, I'd be lost. But true. I mean, um, hopefully it's done well enough. Like it's, it's on its, it's yeah. You could see it on its own and be satisfied, you know, as a fan and yeah. as not uh, aware of the Sopranos as much, maybe it'll get you interested in Sopranos. Cause if you like what you see, yeah. you know, the, the Sopranos picks up like 30, yeah. 30 some years after this movie. Unless there's yeah. a way for them to make more follow-up films, uh, who knows? I mean, I do. It does look like it's well made, you know. Uh, yeah, a lot so, of. So, 
is this going to be a movie or is this going to be a series? It's actually a movie. Okay, I didn't quite get that from the trailer. I guess I didn't do much research on it. No, that's fine. It it will be in theaters and HBO Max, so it's one of those releases. So you won't won't have to pay 30 bucks Um, for it to see it on (laughs) streaming. Well, that might work out for it because, I mean, they have done some spinoff movies and stuff like that that have worked out really well. Like El Camino. That's oh, the one that yeah. like jumps out to me. That was really good. Um, it was like the the Breaking Bad spinoff kind of secret right. movie. Yep, I never did that see that focused one. on Jesse Pinkman. That was really good. Um, the Entourage movie was you know okay. Right, and that was actually but, uh, a movie, right? In theaters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it was kind of like a follow up to the series, a like bit. Sex and the City but, was. Um, I think. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, so that's kind of the route HBO goes with their shows. They'll make they'll bring them back in a movie or a revival. Yeah. Actually, Sex and Cities they've gotten two movies, and now they're getting a revival. So anything's possible. Uh, obviously, this is a prequel yeah. series, so it's probably more expensive if they wanted to make a show in that time setting. But it yeah. looks it looks it's very interesting. And what's very what's most interesting is Michael Gandolfini is playing a young Tony Soprano. So he's the son of James Gandolfini, who originated the role. And he seems to be a pretty solid actor. He looks a lot like his father. So obviously that was probably, you know, definitely something that caught their attention. But can he act? And I guess he's been acting for a while. So it seems from what I saw in the trailer, he he can. And of course, with um, with the attention of his performance will get i'm sure he's working very hard to to channel his dad but he doesn't really have to be that tony yet because he's a he's a a teenage version of i guess of tony yeah i think in real life he's in his 20s now but i think this film stretches from the 60s to the 70s so they can make it work like he's not going to look too old for being a teenage kid um aspects of the trailer are very interesting to me uh it's you know it's I don't know if prequels or sequels are harder. I think prequels are maybe because you got to bring in the characters people know, but like Star Wars, you know, I felt what they did wrong was they gave you everything we already knew that didn't make sense to be in the past, like altogether, you know, it just seemed very small, like R2-D2, C-3PO, like I get R2-D2's introduction. I think that was clever. C-3PO mm. being built by Anakin seemed really stupid to me. Like, really? Yeah. Why are we... Like, well, they, we don't need C-3PO the, in every film or R2-D2. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did too... With that, they did way too much to try to connect everything. Like, Yes. It just didn't make sense. Know, yeah. Boba Fett being a clone of Jango Fett, who's also the basis for all the clone troopers. It's, oh, come yeah, on. then they had to change all the troopers' voices. <laughs> or the... Uh, Maybe not the or the uh, 70s troopers, whatever, but because I think by then they were just like regular Joes. They ran out of clones or a shortage yeah, of but, clones or something like that. But then they like, yeah, but then they like went back to Empire and they dubbed Tamura Morrison's yeah. yep, voice over Boba Fett. That's right. Yep. So it's kind of like, right. Okay. And the but, guy who did the original anyway. voice was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. But yeah, the whole the whole point the whole point is prequels. There's very there's a big temptation I would say for prequels to, oh, we got to bring this guy in, even though it might not make sense, but well, people want to see him. Well, and it's good it's good when they bring in younger actors to portray 
you know, the mm-hmm. older characters or whatever, um, instead of just like trying to de-age somebody through CGI. I agree. So yeah. That, that's when it kind of like with uh, with Tron when they did that whole thing. And, that was like very you know, early Tron, stages. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, that yeah, was that was those very early stages of it, but it wasn't entirely terrible. It was a great attempt to where, where we eventually got to. I think um, The Rock was terrible when they did him for um, Scorpion King or Mummy Returns, if you will. Yeah, uh, Irishman. That was the recent film. I think they put a lot of de aging in. I've seen actually better uh, effects done with the de aging than what we got. A lot of fans, you know, they probably put a lot mm-hmm. of time into it. The only problem is when you de-age mm-hmm. an older actor, they still move like an old actor, you know? Like, yeah. De Niro might look younger, but he's moving like De Niro does now, and it's not believable. Yeah. It's just, yeah, like, some of that's cool, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, if you're going to go that far back in the past, just recast, you know, get someone who looks like the guy or or not. You can just um like uh for instance the mom in this in this trailer, uh she played by Vera Farmiga, I think that's how you say her last name. She's been in a lot of things, the conjuring films, um yeah. up in the air. They gave her a prosthetic nose looks like to look more like the actress who played her um as an old lady. So, you know, there are little yeah. touches here and there they're trying to do. Um, yeah, they can't all look like the original actor, obviously, but yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get close. I mean, this cast, you got John Barenthal, Ray Liotta, and then Corey Stoll in it and, um, many more of course, but I, those are the big names, but yeah, this whole film centers around the, I guess the 67 riot, uh, between the American Italian Americans and the African Americans. And it's set in New mm-hmm. Newark, New Jersey. I do like the title of the film. I think it's really clever. And we do have the original creator of the show. He wrote the script, David Chase. So that gives me a lot of hope. Like, this could be yeah. special. Um, you know, he's not trying to pander to kids like Lucas did. So that's probably going to be fine. You know? Yeah. That would just exactly. suck if they tried to make, like, a, a kid movie out of this, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, the director is Alan Taylor. He's done some episodes of Game of Thrones. He did Thor The Dark World, Terminator Genesis. Did a lot of TV stuff. Uh, his films might not be the greatest, but I think his direction's pretty good. So from what I've seen, it looks it looks decent. I'm excited to see these characters as young people. And there's some some characters that were just mentioned in the original show because they were, they were already dead by the time the show came to be. So you'll get to see those people they've talked about, and hopefully they live up to the stories and stuff. That's the other thing about prequels. You gotta, I think it's tricky. You know, you gotta, you gotta give us like new characters, but you gotta bring in some old ones, but not not too many. You know, you gotta make the world big. You know, some of these they don't meet for a while, but that's the problem again with the prequels of Star Wars. It was like we're giving you everything. We almost got a young Han Solo for crying out loud. They took that out, but yeah. <laughs> that would have been too much. But yeah, I look I look forward to seeing it, and um, I hope it's good. I, I think it has a lot of potential to be great. Let's hope it's mm-hmm. it it pulls that off. That would be awesome for his son to, you know, get a lot of attention as well. He will either way. But um, yeah, Ray Liotta, uh, oddly enough, was considered, I think, for Tony Soprano originally in the show that that ran from '99 to '04, I believe. But he turned it down. I think. Uh, 
I don't know what his, I can't remember what his reasons were, but you know, of course there would be a lot of comparisons to Goodfellas in it. So probably wise he didn't yeah. do it. But yeah. It looks, looks pretty decent. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think and hope it'll be good. Let's go with that. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So we finally got Marvel's what if trailer. This has been an animated oh series God. in development for a long time. Uh, we got a lot of teasing from it. Um, I think when Disney yeah. Plus launched, you know, definitely we've seen Peggy Carter as the captain, a super soldier, whatever, uh, for a while now. So that's been one image we've fixated on, let's say. But yeah, this this is an animated series, Disney Plus, of course, Marvel. Um, it's alternate realities, I believe these episodes are like, you know, what ifs exactly like the title. <laughs> so like you got Pe- Peggy Carter as a super soldier in World War Two. You got Tony Stark being freed by Eric Killmonger before he's captured and he turns into Iron Man. So if that happens, he basically doesn't become Iron Man, it seems. He'd probably, maybe Killmonger would become Iron Man. Stark would build the suit for him or some shit. Um, Yeah. T'Challa as Star-Lord, who's teaming up with Yondu. So yeah, it's really interesting. I'm I'm really excited for that because that's going to be the kind of the last time we get Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Right. Might not be Black Panther, um, come to think of it, but yeah, T'Challa for sure. Yeah, um, I want to say that was. I want to say he recorded his lines for that before his. Um, yes. Before his passing. It's nice so to hear him that'll again. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, that'll be cool to see him in that. I'm. I don't know. There, there's a lot to like pick out of this. Um, yeah, there's like so there's much. even one scene where it looks like uh, Peggy Carter's like riding on top of a you know, Mark one Iron Man suit. Yes. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I, I know that that's like probably going to be the first episode they do is the Captain Carter kind of thing. Like what if she became Captain America? Yeah. Um, I, did you I like that's that been like, as Captain Carter? I, I thought, it would, I thought she was going to be Captain Britain cause she had the, the flag yeah, and stuff. I was like, that's ah. what that's they're kind of saying at first was like, I guess it'll work. <laughs> Who's going to be Captain Britain or whatever? But um, I think what what's really going to work great for this is that they're bringing in the vo- the people that actually played them yes. live action to do the voices of them and their likeness so too. Be cool. Oh. Yes, um, I think the the cell shading type animation works really good for it. It looks like a comic book, yeah. um, you know, kind of brought to life. So um, I think it'll be cool. It's uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see like who they bring back and things like that. So I um, looked at the cast list. It's like everybody pretty much. Oh yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. And they're, they're bringing back a lot of, um, a lot of people that have died in the MCU. Right. Like reprise their roles and stuff like that. So that, that for me is the exciting part. Like I can't get enough of Yondu or Killmonger. Right. Right. Yeah. My, my um, guess is for the, the captain Carter riding the Iron Man suit. Howard Stark becomes Iron Man in World War II. I'm guessing that's cool because yeah. like, you can do you don't have to just have to do a what if with her, but all the characters surrounding her, right? Like yeah, you know, Howard Stark becomes Iron Man, and Iron Man's more of a um, a legacy, like passed down to a son. Maybe you could say I, that's the other thing. Like yeah. in that reality of Peggy Carter being the captain and Howard, I'm guessing Howard's going to be Iron Man. I'm not. For sure, yeah. But when I, we, I could definitely see that. But when we see Tony, you know, the alternate 
take on Tony's capture, he, him being rescued right from the bat, is at the same uh, timeline. So, like, the Iron Man suit's already been invented, you know? Tony didn't invent it. It was his father. So I just wonder if they'll connect, like, these alternate episodes. Are they all in the same timeline, let's say? I'm just curious to know. Yeah. Or if they're just going to go crazy with every episode, like... It doesn't matter. They they don't have to connect. It's 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 its own world. I'm really intrigued. I I think this will be, I think it'd be pretty freaking cool. I'm excited. Well, and what's what's great about the what if comic series too is they're always like standalone kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they take one little well, sometimes one little aspect and sometimes one big aspect, and you know, change it, tweak it, and it's like you see the fallout of it. Um, yes. So I think that'll work a lot. Um, I don't know. They've got some glimpses of Spider-Man in it too, which is good. Um, they've done a lot of great what if stories with Spider-Man in the comics. That's cool. So um, I think it'll, I think it'll be awesome. I um, didn't, I didn't even know it was a comic series. So I, I thought that was a whole new idea. Oh yeah. Let's like, cool. um All the, uh, so the comic series, basically the premise of it is the, uh, the watcher. Mm. Uatu the watcher who kind of like watches over everything he's like um he can watch he you know like his name implies he watches but he doesn't get involved um he's like what if this thing happened differently Mm. you know like uh in the comics they do like um oh they've for example they've done one where what if uh bruce banner never became the hulk and it incorporates peter parker into it where like peter parker's the one that gets exposed to the gamma radiation wow and bruce banner basically becomes spider-man so it's kind of <laughs> like they, they do some really cool stuff with it and uh that's I fun mean, i know you have to do it within the scope of the mcu of like the stories mm-hmm. we've already seen but i'd be you know i'm excited to see like what they do like what if you know maybe like what if loki won the battle of new york or yes what if, you know what if thana what if you know, Thanos wiped out all of reality or something, you know, it's the, it's really the most forgiving idea you could think of like for a movie or show or comic, because mm-hmm. it's just a, what if it doesn't mean like it's set in that, stone. Well, and, and I'm excited that they're doing it animated. Yes. too, Because there's, there's so much more I think they can do to do this as like a, a TV series would just be phenomenal cost. Mm-hmm. Yes. To do, to do everything but um it would yeah there's uh I, i'm kind of excited to see what they come up with maybe we'll get some new characters introduced um there's just all sorts of you know avenues you can go with this and what if is kind of like the comic series what if is kind of uh it sometimes it seems like a kid playing with their action figures right like oh what if this happened instead you know exactly okay. yeah um they've come up with some really cool ideas and some of those ideas have branched off into other like alternate universes and alternate characters that have become popular, like uh spider girl. Um, oh, sure. when they had that comic series going, that originated from a what if comic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we could see a lot of different stuff and of course they're getting the multiverse into play and stuff like that too. So, um, that's cool. Like- I think it'll be good makes you wonder if when they go if they explore the multiverse if some of these what ifs will cross over into live action if you will like yeah. a sequel to that story 
let's say, or yeah. maybe the what if all these episodes are kind of a culmination to an event that will be the finale, kind of like, you know, we had with uh, the big, you know, MCU endgame scenario. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder, but the only thing yeah. that sucks about this is Robert Downey Jr. is not voicing Tony Stark or Iron Man. He's out. They didn't even ask him to come on board because his contract's up, so he'd probably be too costly. And he himself has moved yeah. on, so that's the only thing. I, I When I looked up the cast, I didn't see his name, and then I th- mm-hmm. remembered back to seeing the trailer. I'm like, that guy kind of didn't sound like him. And yeah, it's he, not him. He didn't, but the thing that like that bothers me about all the not really bothers me, I guess, but um the thing that they've done with Iron Man, like with all of the voice roles for Iron Man, like whether it be video games or cartoons or mm-hmm. something like that, they try to make him sound too much like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like, I give agree. him that like snarky yes. you know, attitude. And it's like Tony Stark was arrogant in the comics, but he was never like sarcastic, a sarcastic jerk kind of right. thing. You know what I mean? Yep. But like they're trying to do that. They're trying to like kind of retcon everything to make him more Robert Downey Jr. esque. Yeah, you can only. But uh, he can only do Robert Downey. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's only but, it's only bumming thing about the whole show. But you know, I guess it's not really a shocker. I guess you know, because man, he made a lot yeah. of money. <laughs> he had a great yeah. deal. Makes sense. They're like, yeah, he's he's gonna want too much to come back. I can see not wanting to be typecast in a certain role, though. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Elijah Wood kind of had the same thing with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't want to just play Frodo for the rest of his life. He wanted to do other things. Which is so. probably why he took that uh, part in Sin City, that psychopath who uh, yeah, kills everybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's not Frodo. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. I think it'll be good. I'm excited for it. I am, too. Uh, what If will be out August 11th. And, uh, yeah, currently Loki, I think we got one more episode, I believe, right? Yes. Yep. That's uh, that's, amp- that's amping up. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good finale. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm liking, I'm sure it will be. I'm liking what uh, we've seen. It's very interesting and definitely not what I expected in a good way, I it think. Is. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely a show that... I don't think you can watch it once, you know, mm-hmm. and do it justice. There's so many Easter eggs and things yes. um, just kind of peppered around. Like there's, I think there was even um, in the first episode, they were saying that like, I don't know if it was Haley Atwell, but they were saying that like Peggy Carter was in the background of it. <laughs> I think I heard getting that. Getting arrested yeah. by the TVA. <laughs> so, I mean, well, and especially with the latest episode, there's so many little things here and there, like the, Thanos copter, the Polybius arcade machine, um, <laughs> yeah. the fact that Kid Loki is drinking Ecto Cooler. That was awesome. You know, that's, yeah. So there's, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it because these are all things that are like the TBA didn't want in the real world, and you kind of, it kind of makes you think like, what else have they taken out? You know, like in the in the scope of the series or whatever. But right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something we're definitely gonna. Once the uh, series wraps up, I think that would be probably something we could just review in more depth. But yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah, we'll have to get together and talk about the whole series after it ends. Yeah, probably best in doing it, it like episode by episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things. It's not like as easy <laughs> mm-hmm. I, if that's 
it's not as easy to review as like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right, because your theories will go out the window. Like you're, it's not going to be yeah. what you thought. Like we pretty much, no, no. we pretty much as a collective been wrong. I'm oh. talking outside of this show and stuff. Um, other you know YouTube pundits they they've yeah. been wrong too, and which makes a lot of people like pissed off when yeah. the finale doesn't live up to their expectations. But that's how that's how it goes when it's a yeah. episode by episode. I think that's maybe the w- only one thing that's great about binge watching is your expectations. There's not a chance for them to really be created. It's just like you watch and watch and watch, and then it ends. And then I think you're more satisfied because whatever you dream up is going to be better than what they do most times. Yeah. I mean, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit with, yeah. um, with the fan theories and stuff like that. It's oh, they get crazy, man. You know, they get crazy. There's, I mean, they, there's been all sorts of you know, when WandaVision came out, there was all sorts of theories like, oh, the main villain's gonna be Mephisto. Yes. Like, no. Yep. You can't you can't do somebody that big in a TV series. That has to be a big screen kind of reveal. Well, after the first but, episode of Loki, I think when they had that um, stained glass. Uh, of Loki or the devil, whatever. A lot of her are like, mm-hmm. that's Mephisto. That's it. We're getting it now. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. But yeah, I know there was no. a, there was a clip or a still image of him sitting with a girl. I think maybe you thought this, it could have been black widow, with the short hair or someone oh. did. I talked to, but obviously that, that was not her. That's the spoiler female version of Loki. That would have been cool, though. We're closing now, so I'd like to recommend, of course, you all out there check us out. Field of Geeks, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, Steve's comic book blog, he does a great job of reviewing shows and movies and all kinds of uh, well, comic books, obviously. Um, and, of course, Bill, 515 Gaming, plug away. Yes, um, so I uh, finally got all the recording done for Resident Evil 8. Actually, it's been done for a while. I just have uh, some final editing. I'm hoping to get that concluded here, um, hopefully by either today or tomorrow. Um, so hopefully the last two episodes will be out on that. Um, last episode's probably going to be a little bit longer. There's a lot of cutscene stuff to go through that I don't want to cut out because that would be doing a huge disservice to this game. <laughs> um, it's a uh, real quick review on the game. I think it it was really good. Um, it's probably, it's definitely a good follow up to resident evil seven. It's a little bit disappointing in some areas, but, uh, all around it's good, good, uh, game. And I highly recommend it. Um, I also highly recommend you check out, uh, Maggie Robertson. She is the voice of lady Dumitresque, the big nine foot tall vampire lady that everyone collectively lost their shit over. Um, Oh, with the, with the big breasts. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but she is hilarious. Like if you look up, look up, look her up on YouTube, um, like there's videos of her like reacting to people's like thirsty comments and her, like <laughs> reacting to the to the game and stuff like that. And she's just a hilarious, really down to earth person that doesn't let anything really bother her. So that's cool. She is definitely one of the unsung heroes of that game. So um, nice. very much recommend checking her out um beyond that i'm not really sure what's uh on the docket going forward i'm probably going to take a little bit of a break after i finish with resident evil 8 because it's 
been a process. Um, oh, I bet. With, with editing, I have literally have three more hours worth of footage to edit and put together and turn that to two more episodes. So I'm going to get cracking on that and then uh, great. hopefully we'll get some more, get some streaming going and things like that. So sounds great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah thanks for being on. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Megan, she had to leave us, but it's okay. I think um, they broke free of the atmosphere. So, you know, you lose signal. <laughs> So that's understandable, but yeah, no she'll, 5G in outer space. Yes, she'll be planting our flags on the moon momentarily. So look forward to that. We will be back. I'm Josh. I'm Bill. And Megan was on too. <laughs> yes. Take care, everybody. We'll see you.